0: That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. And we're back on Inside Black and gold i am your host jeff nowak and we're going to be going over the initial injury report for week three if you're watching this on youtube it's up there to my left and you know it's uh three weeks into the season and there are only four names on the saint's injury report and as we all know that's not normal this is usually, by this time, it's, you know, oh, Michael Thomas, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. Toe injuries, foot injuries, shoulder injuries, everything under the sun. Abdominal injuries, broken ribs, cracked spleens, I don't know. Uh, whatever you need to name, that's usually what we have. But this year, knock on a whole lot of wood, cross your fingers, hope this stays the same. The Saints are at a very reasonable level of injuries going into week three. That said, there are some additions here. Right. So last week we had a handful of injuries. Some of those guys have been removed. We'll talk about them in a bit. But the, the additions to this week's injury report. Tight end Foster Moreau, ankle injury. He did not participate on Wednesday. Now, keep in mind, these are estimated. The Saints didn't actually practice on Wednesday. They went through a walkthrough. So these are estimated injuries. So if they practiced, Foster Moreau would not have been on the field. Dealing with an ankle injury, that's a surprise. I don't know when he got that, but that's a new injury. Next up, running back Jamal Williams, that hamstring injury, I watched it happen. I watched him come off the field, did not look good. He actually needed to be helped off. Um, It was kind of subtle. He kind of just came off the field quickly. So I think most people missed that injury. I don't know if it was on the broadcast, but he needed to be helped off. He kind of was laboring on that hamstring, and he went in the tent. He was in there for a while, and whenever you're in the tent for a while, it means they're doing some actual testing. He came out, sprinted up, tested that leg, shook his head, went back in the tent, and then went back to the locker room. It did not look good. He did not look pleased at all. And as we know, hamstring injuries, they can be tricky. They linger. Uh, any soft tissue stuff like that's just, those, those are the injuries that the Saints have put a real big emphasis on eliminating. You cannot eliminate impact injuries guys break their legs that's just bad luck Shaq Thompson having Trevor Penning hurled on top of him for a bro- to break his fibula you know I, there's no amount of of you know prehab as Jameis would put it to eliminate that it's just bad luck it's the NFL injuries happen but the hamstring the the muscle pulls those are the things that the Saints are trying to avoid and that's what this is it's a hamstring injury Dennis Allen indicated that it's probably going to be a little while that he's out. So you can't expect him to be out there. He's a DMP today. I would expect him to be a DMP all week. And hopefully week four, week five, you can get him back. The good news is week four, you will have Alvin Kamara back. So his absence won't be as significant this week. There is no Alvin Kamara. So you're going to have to find a way. The next guy on this list is, this is probably the most concerning injury, and it's quarterback slash tight end slash whatever you want to call him, Taysom Hill, dealing with a knee injury. The positive thing here, limited participant. So if if they did practice today, he would have been out there in some capacity, and that's a good sign. When you're dealing with an injury and you are able to participate in the first practice, that's a good sign that you will hopefully be available. And let's face it, this team needs Taysom Hill this week. If there was ever a week that they needed Taysom Hill, that the quote-unquote gimmick would be a vital piece of this offense, it's the game where you don't have Alan Kamara or Jamal Williams. So, yes, uh, Taysom dealing with that injury, that's going to look him on a monitor. The last name on this list, running back Kendra Miller, when we talked to Dennis Allen, he said that Kendra could have played in week two. He was healthy enough to play. They didn't think it was fair to throw him out there after not getting in a full practice for his NFL debut. They didn't want to ask him to do stuff that he wasn't comfortable doing. So they had him inactive. The idea is he was going to be a full participant in practice all week. And that's what it was today. He is listed with that hamstring injury. He's still dealing with that hamstring injury. You hope that he can avoid any setbacks, but he would have been a full participant today. I imagine he will be a full participant tomorrow. He might even come off the injury report by Friday by the time we get those game day designations but right now it's like you just cross your fingers hope he can continue on that track so that you have that third running back give or take right whatever you want to call Taysom you have that third guy for when you need that extra body that's it that's the injury report and so there are a couple positive things to point out here one Jawan Johnson he was dealing with that calf injury last week he didn't he played in the game and he is no longer on in the injury report, so that's a good sign that is no longer affecting him. Hopefully, he can make an impact. I drafted him in fantasy. I've been disappointed thus far. I think the struggles of the offensive line have directly impacted Juan Johnson's ability to impact a game. When you're having to have him chip, when you're having to have him stay in and block, he can't be out catching passes. He had he, he was in for sixty two snaps. It's about eighty five something percent of the snaps in that game. He, he just wasn't, he wasn't able to get downfield and, and catch any passes. So hopefully that changes. Hopefully you can incorporate him a little bit more as the weeks go on. And hopefully the offensive line picks the, you know, holds up on their end so that you can be more aggressive with the tight ends. Either way, not dealing with that injury anymore is positive. The other guy who has been on here and has been removed for this week, JT Gray. He was in a non-contact jersey last week. You know, he was able to play. He was wearing a shoulder harness. You know, that's the the injury is the only reason when I look at, we talked about Jordan Howden. One of the reasons I don't think that it's particularly likely that you see a ton of defensive snaps for JT Gray is he is dealing with that shoulder injury. And you know how he got it making a tackle as a safety in the preseason finale against the Texans. And his, his value on special teams is too important to lose when you have – Options at safety so you don't have to overload him in the regular defense at the expense of him being available on special teams he is a special teams ace that is where he makes his money that's why you signed him you did not sign him to be a safety you signed him to make plays on special teams and be a leader on special teams and that's where I imagine the majority of his play time will be either way not being listed on the injury report with that shoulder that's a positive sign that's it That's the injury report. Four names. On the Packers side, they had three players who didn't participate. The fascinating one is David Bakhtiari, their offensive tackle, who, you know, there's been some reports that one of the reasons he didn't play last week against Atlanta was because it was on turf. And there's been a whole turf debate and whether he's sitting out games where they're on turf. He said that wasn't the case. But, you know, they're still still making a big point here to note that it's not injury related slash, it's, it's weird, it says not injury related, that's what NIR means, hyphen rest, but then slash knee. So what is it? Is it not injury related or is he dealing with a knee injury? Why would you point out that it's not injury related if he has an injury? It doesn't make sense. Something's not adding up here. And I, it's, it kind of starts to feel like he's just covering his bases from a contractual standpoint with with the turf stuff but i mean that's going to be fascinating if it turns out he's withholding work because of turf because uh i don't think in your there's a i think in your contract the it, it expects you to play on all surfaces i mean hell the the raiders played on a baseball field and and on with with dirt with the infield there for years you know, it's like it, the, the, there's an expectation that you're going to play on all surfaces. So that's going to be fascinating. It's not going to be a factor this week. Green Bay has natural grass field. So I imagine he will be out there, but he was a DMP on Wednesday. That'll be one to watch. Interior lineman, Elg, Elgton Jenkins. He's dealing with a knee injury, DMP. Running back, Aaron Jones, has a hamstring injury. The hamstrings are wild uh, with the running backs right now. He is a DMP, he didn't play last week. He's a big part of that offense. Jordan Love's life gets a lot easier when Aaron Jones is out there. They do have A.J. Dillon. He is a talented running back, very strong, very power runner. Now, not like Jamal Williams, but as we've seen with the Saints over those last two weeks, it's hard to make – it's hard to have an effective rushing attack when all you have is the power guy. And he's not Derrick Henry. He's not a guy who's who's – literally a runaway train. Well, he's figuratively a runaway train, but he's literally impossible to tackle uh, by anyone who's under 225 pounds, right? Even we saw Lante Taylor, you know, make what I I have applauded as an incredible play. He didn't make the tackle. He just slowed him down until the big guys could find him, right? Like, but that's not what A.J. Dillon is. That's not what Jamal Williams is. So if Aaron Jones isn't out there, uh, to be a weapon in the passing game, I think that really uh, is, a, is a positive sign for the Saints. Either way, that's going to be one to watch. Linebacker Rashawn Gary, he has a knee injury. He was limited. Lucas Van Ness, another linebacker dealing with an elbow injury. He was limited. Wide receiver Christian Watson, another hamstring injury. He was limited. And then punter Dan Whalen has a finger injury. He was a full participant. But if, do you, if you remember the name Dan Whalen, he was actually in camp with the Saints last year competing with Blake and He got he, he was one of the earlier cuts because last year you had to cut people early. You didn't get all the way and then cut from 90 to 53. I think you ended up having to go from 90 to 80. Um, and he was one of those cuts. And so he went out to Green Bay this year. He got a job. So good old Dan Whalen um you know it'll be interesting to see how he performs against the team that didn't think he was good enough and then this year cut their punter for in in uh in lieu of a 30 year old rookie named lou that was that was lame but lou l-i-e-u and lou l-o-u that's how the words work i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal The Saints, they look like they're in good shape. Uh, I think it's possible and likely that all four of these that – I'm sorry, three of these four players listed actually do play. Jamal Williams, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. He's not going to play. I mean, there's feasibly a chance. I don't think Dennis Allen is going to rule him out because – Having that smoke screen is a very clearly something that Dennis Allen appreciates. And so he's going to make them have to at least consider what if he does play? He's not going to play. Sorry. It's just how it goes. Um, but otherwise, you know, you're in really good shape. There's no offensive lineman on this list for the Saints. That's a good thing. And hopefully they can get better. I thought, you know, I, I talked about this in the last podcast, and this is not injury report related, but. Uh, you know, watching it live. I watched it from the sidelines. I was out there in Carolina. It seemed like Trevor was holding up a little better this week. He looked a little bit more confident. Um, The offensive line as a whole, I don't think played very well, but I actually thought, you know, in watching the film and going back, I thought Trevor played solidly, right? He wasn't perfect. He got beat a couple times. There were some plays where he just didn't have the footwork. He's still, that technique is still coming along, but He's, a, he's effectively a rookie, and all you can hope for is incremental improvement. Is he getting better? Is he taking steps forward every week? And I think he did. I think he did this week, and Dennis Allen also echoed that, um, and you see it on the tape, right? Like he didn't get eaten alive. You know, I think they did scheme some help for him, but it was James Hurst getting beat on the inside. It was Caesar Ruiz getting beat on the inside. It was Eric McCoy getting beat on the inside. That's where a majority of the pressure came from that wasn't just a stunt that the Saints didn't pick up that they maybe weren't prepared for. So I think that's a good thing. We'll get into that more probably tomorrow um, when I get Steve Geller on here and we're going to get ready for the Packers who, you know, it's funny. I was on a Packers podcast today and Uh, we were talking about how the Packers have a really impressive defensive front. Like they might have a top 10 defensive front and it's going to be tough for the Saints to handle, but it's still probably going to be the third best defensive front they've faced through three weeks because I think the Titans have a top three defensive front. I think the Packers, I'm sorry, the Panthers probably have a top five (laughs) defensive front. So at some point it's going to get easier and I think you have to couch the offensive line struggles with the fact that they have had three very or two very difficult matchups through through two weeks, and they'll have a third one this week. And so, you know, if you're getting better, it's a little harder to identify when you're not getting any favorable matchups. We'll see Sunday noon out in Green Bay. It's basically a national broadcast. John Hendricks always tweets out the broadcast map, and a you know a majority of the country on CBS is going to be watching. A majority of the country is going to be watching this game. I think it's a CBS broadcast. So uh, hey. Maybe no national games, but you do get the Spotlight Noon game, so that's cool. I'm looking forward to being out there. I've never been to Lambeau Field. It's going to be very exciting to be on that sideline. Hopefully see a couple, hopefully, actually take it back. I hope I don't see any Lambeau Leaps unless it's the Saints doing it ironically. There you go. But all right, that's going to wrap up this special edition of Inside Black and Gold. Again, this is kind of an emergency pod. Marcus May suspended. We went over all of that and what that means. Who's going to be in there? I guess it's Jordan Howden. Went through the injury report. We're going to come back tomorrow with another episode. Break down what to expect in this Packers matchup. What the Saints are looking at in Jordan Love. How Derek Carr can get better, can improve in this matchup. Because I think they're going to need him to. I think you are going to need more offense to win this game. But we'll get into that thanks everyone for listening I'm Jeff Nowak as I said in the first segment if you haven't subscribed yet please do that please give us a rating and a review please recommend us to anyone you know who likes podcasts who likes the saints who wants to who wants to listen to a podcast about the saints it's called inside black and gold pretty easy to remember I think the name rolls off the tongue all right (laughs) <laughs> I'm Jeff Noaki. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow the show on Twitter at Saints underscore pod. If you ever miss an episode, you want to go find it, that's where you can find it. You can also search the hashtag I-B-N, the letter N, G, and because I put those in all the tweets with the episode, so you can kind of go back and find them. But all right, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, hoot at. Go Saints. Be easy, y'all. Peace.